This is EdTech God, and I hereby decree that flash talking shall be granted divine status with tools for creative personalization that are truly godlike. You could be more than omnichannel. You could be omniscient like me. Plus, with an independent ad server that covers open web, mobile, and CTV, you don't have to rely on that other big G. So stop praying for a way to get unbiased delivery for your campaigns and visit flashtalking.com slash pod. Tell them AdTech God sent you and you'll get all the PDFs you can read. That's flashtalking.com slash pod. And that's the word of God. Welcome to the AdTech God pod, your window into the world of advertising technology and the people behind it. I'm your host, AdTech God. Welcome, AdTech enthusiasts, to the AdTech God Pod. I'm your host, AdTech God. In this podcast, we explore the people behind the technology that makes AdTech great. If you haven't listened to our most recent podcast with Lauren Wetzel from InfoSum, you need to today. Her journey, her advice, and her future is bright. Today, we have an exceptional guest joining us, someone who has made a significant impact on the AdTech industry. Our guest, a luminary in the world of AdTech, is Michelle Holst. She currently serves as the president at GumGum, an innovative technology and artificial intelligence company. The core of GumGum's mission is the use of computer vision and machine learning to understand web page and image content, paving the way for innovative advertising strategies, an important piece to the puzzle as we continue to evolve in the space. Before her current role as president at GumGum, Michelle serves as the chief data officer at the Trade Desk, held a prestigious position as the GVP of marketing and strategic partnerships at Oracle and contributed her expertise at DataLogix. Her career has been marked by milestones that have shaped the ad tech landscape. In this episode, we explore Michelle's journey in ad tech, her significant achievements, and her vision for the future of the industry. So without further ado, let's dive into the world of ad tech with Michelle as our guide. Michelle, welcome to the Ad Tech God Pod. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I don't know if I've been called a luminary before, so... uh... (laughs) <laughs> that was a kind, you know, kind intro. I hope I don't uh, disappoint. Michelle, I, I saw the press release or the announcement of you joining GumGum. I had a close friend of mine DM me on Twitter or X, and they're like, you have to get her on your podcast. Aw, thank you. I'm like, okay. I mean, I've, I know her name. I've seen her around. And he goes, man, she is incredible. And so I don't know you, and then I wasn't interacting with you at all on social platforms. So I, you know, some people may know this. So I posted it on LinkedIn. I'm like, does anybody know Michelle? And then I started getting inbound messages like, hey, talk to this person and that person. And then Kayla, I think it was Kayla, they reached out and was like, who are you? And what is this all about? So thank you for, for joining. Thanks for having me. And I did receive some inbounds from people uh, with your outreach. So I was a little, I honestly, um, you know, hearing Ad Tech God and they don't reveal who they are was a little like, is this going to be kind of trolly? But then I had a lot of people assure me, no, you're a very thoughtful interviewer and they really like your content too. So I'm excited to have the conversation. Yeah, I'm definitely not on the trolley side. I'm definitely a, a industry supporter. It is uh, my livelihood, your livelihood, and so many others. So I think trolling the industry and you know trying to break it down is not really what I look for. So thank you for the trust and thank you for being here. Of course. Happy to be here. Michelle, so I, I always start with the journey. 
I know a little bit of your background, mostly from you know your LinkedIn. You probably saw I was stalking you yesterday and the day before. But how did you get into ad tech? So it's funny. I actually kind of stumbled into ad tech, which I, I think is probably how a lot of people started. I just out of college started in a management training program for a company called Entertainment Publications. And they worked with a lot, like thousands of local merchants around the country. And they were the first sales force. They provided the sales force for Microsoft Sidewalk. So that is probably takes a couple of the listeners back. But for the majority of the listeners that were probably, you know, in elementary school at the time, Microsoft Sidewalk was the kind of like the predecessor to Yelp. So that was my first foray into ad tech. And then I I did a lot of things there at that company, but I was working in business development and I was doing a deal with City Search and Ticketmaster at the time. Also, you know, City Search is a kickback for sure. Uh, we, we were doing a partnership and it ended up evolving into something more and they were going to acquire us. They became acquired by IAC Interactive Corp. So that's who actually did the acquisition, which they had Expedia and TripAdvisor, LendingTree and all those companies at the time. And so that was kind of my first foray into digital. And then I had a colleague from my IEC days that reached out to me who he had joined a direct mail retail database cooperative in Colorado and said, you have to come talk to this company. They have a bunch of data and they're trying to figure out how to get into digital basically. And they want people with that DNA to come over. And so uh, long story short on that one is that company, which was originally called Next Action, became Data Logics. And that was one of the first, you know, according to the Wall Street Journal, one of the first unicorn exits out of Colorado. So pretty exciting times. And I know after Data Logics, you jumped into the trade desk for quite a few years and you were, you were there doing really like a, a very fast scaling growth period. Yeah, it was super fun. So with Data Logics, we had gotten acquired by Oracle. So we went to join Blue Kai and you know, Omar and team there to form the Oracle Data Cloud. And we did a number of acquisitions while we were there, including you know, Crosswise and Atthis, Moat and Grapeshot. And while I was there, Jeff had reached out to me and we started having some conversations. He's been public about this. so uh, But we started talking and and it was before they were public. And so the big joke was someday he would tell me, you know, if I'd actually joined when he first talked to me, <laughs> uh, how much money I would have made. But we had conversations for a while and the timing wasn't right for a number of reasons, but eventually it was. And so I went over to help them to run their data business and help them grow that and just had a phenomenal run there. We, you know, there's such a great team, such a well-run business, got to work on the data side. So, you know, helped launch UID2 along with a number of folks, you know, brought in a team to help build out a retail practice off of the Walmart deal that had gotten done right as I joined. And then really just helped lead the company through some really incredible growth years. So it's a lot of fun. Incredible. It's it's funny. I feel like if, if Jeff ever reached out to me, I, I probably wouldn't say no, Michelle. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah I mean, no. I will say the first time he talked to me, I was like, this person is very interesting. You know, I remember telling my husband after I had a conversation because <laughs> it was early. They were a partner of ours, but they were just kind of getting started, really. I mean, I still think they're just getting started in a lot of ways. So, so we're going to we're going to write that down as um so I go through the journey, the highlights, 
milestone and challenges. We're going to call that one a miss today. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a good one to add to the miss. Um, so we'll, add, we'll add that one to the but miss. Um, you know what? I'm an optimist. So let me turn this into actually a positive. And this is something I said to Jeff is that if I had joined the original time, I don't think I would have had the experience and the insight to be able to apply you know, to the company at that point to help them through that stage of growth that they were looking to grow when I did join. So hindsight, right? Like it's, it's, you never know what path you go down. Usually the path you go down is always the right path. So it's, it's, you just let destiny kind of guide you through whatever happens. And in the end, you ended up in a great spot at GumGum. So I'm, I'm excited to get to that later on. I mean, we talked about acquisitions, joining trade desk, um, what are some major, you know, highlights and milestones in your career over the last, you know, 10, 15 years that, that you've been in this industry? Um, what do you feel is, is, is really something that you're proud of that you accomplished? There are a lot of highlights. Again, I tend to be generally optimistic. So I think that helps. There are a couple things that I would point to that were really transformative. So one was at Data Logic. So just for those that aren't familiar with data logics, we were a data company that was really focused on offline purchase data. At the time, the majority, I think the stat's still the same, but it was significantly higher. The majority of purchases occurred offline. We had data on the retail side, and then we went and struck partnerships with folks on use CPG data to bring CPG data in, as well as auto data and so on and so forth. Facebook at the time was pre-IPO, and they were getting some pressure from their advertisers to prove the value of their advertising. And so they were you know, looking for a measurement partner to help them with that. And we were not probably, if people were betting, you know, the company that was going to win that business. And it was you know, something, I, I led that partnership, but it was truly a group effort there to get that deal done. We ended up working with Facebook and and helping them understand and their advertisers understand if their advertising worked and to what extent, you know, what type of um, ROAS it drove. And, and that was just a really exciting time. It was, again, before Facebook gone public. When they went public, we were a part of that narrative and it really put us on the map as a company and kind of changed that trajectory of the business and just accelerated kind of all of the great work that everybody was doing. So it's pretty exciting. It's amazing. I mean, bridging the gap between, you know, offline data and online data, it, it sounds sort of familiar to what we're going through today, even with, with connected TV and connecting the dots to, you know, interactions at home, whether it's, you know, some sort of identifier or IP or household IP, and there's still challenges that live in that world. So, you know, taking totally offline data and applying it to the digital side of things is is pretty big milestone when you go back to pre-meta Facebook IPO days. It's a massive step forward. So that's that's amazing. Yeah. And it was um, a lot of fun too along the way. The other thing too that I would mention is just because I think that this is important. I think of myself as a you know someone that helps you know, develop people and I always look for companies where you can work with really phenomenal people. And also, I'm constantly looking to get you know, the right people in the right positions where they can truly excel. And so another highlight, I would say, just you know, our industry is so interconnected in so many ways. 
but it has been so rewarding because I've had a long career and to see so many people that I've worked with, that have worked for me to go off and just do really amazing things in our industry and then beyond our industry. So that's another really great highlight too. The tides rise together. I mean, I think the the reality is, is, is Michelle, if, if you weren't a great manager or a great coworker or worked at a great company with a great vision, a lot of the people that are in successful positions today wouldn't be there today. So I think as, as you, you know, look back at your career and you look at all the successful people around you, it, it's because of the initiatives and the vision and the building out of great products over time. So I think that's a huge reason why it's there and why they are where they are. On the next one I'd like to call, let's talk about your challenges. And this is usually the hardest one. When I spoke to Lauren two weeks ago or three weeks ago, it was funny because uh, she told me it was almost therapeutic, uh, like she was laying on a couch at a therapist talking. And she's like, I can't believe I said all that. You know, what are some of the major challenges you've had? Because there are a lot of people in the industry right now that are either struggling at their, at their companies, they're struggling in their current role, or they're currently not even working. What are some of the major challenges and, and how did you help yourself get out of those difficult times? So I would say a couple things. One is I think that our industry moves really fast. So one is just keeping up right with all of the changes and everything that's happening. But with that, Sometimes I think it's easy to get discouraged because especially I think about the early on days and building something from truly startup phase. And there were some really hard times in that process. Like I'll think of the data logics days when we were trying to put together partnerships, for example, take offline data online, the way that we had to do it was with cookies. That's very common now, but nobody did that back in the day. And so trying to convince partners that you could work with to do that was very challenging and took took a lot of work and frankly, a lot of grit. And so a lot of folks saying no, and then kind of going back and talking to them about why it would make sense to say yes. So one thing that I would say is a challenge is just with our industry, a lot of times people are trying to kind of break in, break through noise, and it can you can get discouraged really easily. And so I would say stick with it. If you feel like what you're doing is you know, beneficial to keep at it because, because things do change so quickly, you know, kind of only takes one person to say yes. And then that helps build that momentum that's needed. So that's one. The second thing is that I, early on in my career, I remember having a conversation early, early in my career with someone who was a senior exec there, C-suite and said, what do you want to do? You know, kind of when you grow up. And I described what I want to do. It said, sounds like you want to be the GM or the CEO. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. And so there was this kind of striver mentality. And, and I see that sometimes in folks. It's like, how quickly can I get to the next level? You know, and kind of focused on that. And now, as I kind of look back over my career, what I could say is that things unfold in a way that aren't always linear or predictable. And I think you need to be comfortable with your journey and know that your journey doesn't always go in one direction. So, it, you know, sometimes it might go sideways or back or, you know, up higher than you thought it would or whatever it is. And so kind of not being so anxious about what's next and really about just kind of letting it 
take hold, you know, and unfold for you. I think it's important. Yeah, I think that that resonates a lot. I think with myself as well as so many others, I think the the need for growth and the need for success, um, whether it's compensation or whether it's title or whether it's just moving up in your org in, in some capacity is just something that I think overachievers really want. But at the same time, um, I totally agree. I think there are going to be ups and downs in your career. There's going to be great jobs, great roles, bad jobs and bad roles. And I think being able to navigate through those ups and downs is really important. For the long-term vision, everything is a learning experience in my book. I agree. Okay. Here's the good part. You joined GumGum. Yeah. And that was big news. Like I said, uh, somebody reached out and they said, you need to interview her. She's amazing. So where do you see our industry going? Obviously, GumGum is an incredible company, even more incredible now that you've joined. So there's obviously a vision that you felt was calling you. Now, obviously, you do not need to disclose details. So just you know, whatever you feel comfortable with sharing. Mm-hmm. But where do you see the industry going and, and how do you see Gum Gum in particular playing a role in where we head in the next you know, 12, 18 months? Sure. Well, it definitely ties together because as I was figuring out what I wanted to do next, and it actually, I'll just back up for a second because I'm going to go back to fail because it's going to tie back into this. But one of my other fails was I started working right after I uh, got out of college. I literally graduated on Saturday and started working on Monday. So one of my fails wasn't taking time off to kind of travel and see the world before I dove right in. I thought I'd get behind at work. So I had to start right away. So we actually, my husband and I took our three kids out of school and traveled around the world with them this past year. So I had time to think. I had never not worked before. And I realized how privileged that is. And I'm super grateful for being able to do that. But I had some time to really think about what I wanted to do next. And so table stakes was to be at a company with great people. So that was, you know, easy. Gum Gum has fantastic people. And I've talked about how important that's been in my prior roles. But beyond that, what attracted me to Gum Gum was that they had really differentiated, interesting tech that is at the intersection of where I see the industry going. So some of your questions, they all kind of tie together. But when I think about what the needs of the modern marketer are today and where they will be, uh, a lot of the things that GumGum does sit squarely in that. So the first thing is really when you think about CTV and video. So we all know that growth story. We all know that we've you know crossed over from linear. I know when I watch my kids and how they engage with content, it is not how I did when I was a kid at all. And so those scales have tipped. And so I was thinking about you know kind of where are there companies that are going to play in that space going forward. And GumGum has, you know, they've been known for contextual. They have really interesting advanced contextual offerings that when it comes to video and CTV, go beyond the URL and can really look at, you know, image based. And so frame by frame, what's happening within content. And I think that's going to become more and more important as our industry evolves going forward. And the other thing that I thought was interesting when I started to look into the company is that they were the only independent company that had MRC accreditation for that tech. So that was really intriguing to me as well. And I just think there is so much potential for creativity and innovation when it comes to 
CTV and video going forward. So that really excites me to see how that's going to evolve. And I'm excited to have us play a part in that for sure. This is Ari Papero from Architecture TV. They say everything is an ad network, and I've really taken that to heart. Today, I want to introduce you to Marketecture Media, a podcast ad network that exclusively reps leading ad tech podcasts, including this one from Ad Tech God, along with Mobile Dev Memo and my own. If you're interested in reaching the most forward-thinking and engaged advertising pros in the world, send me an email at info at marketecture.tv. That's info at marketecture.tv. Absolutely. I mean, I think, Michelle, as we, as we talk about a few things in the industry, right? Like, so as we talk about how marketers are going to look at audience data moving forward with deprecation of cookies, whether it's household IPs or identifiers, I mean, contextual is going to grow in the next year. So whether it is gum gum or anyone else, you're going to see marketers look at that as a targeting capability. And it's something that, you know, dates back to the early internet where it was, um, you know, I'm sure you remember sports vertical, news vertical, business vertical. Um, what do you want to buy? News, automotive. Here you go. We have automotive sites, automotive content. Um, so moving into video and the ability to detect what type of content really becomes something that's very attractive to marketers and they're targeting for the right type of audiences they need. And that was the second thing that attracted me to the company was that, you know, the contextual piece just overall, that was really how this company, you know, built themselves on top of this deep AI driven contextual tech. So being able to tap into that going forward for all the reasons that you just mentioned, I think is going to be really important. So yeah, the really kind of crude version of how it was done in the early days of the internet. And I think you're going to see uh, it get more and more sophisticated as we move forward, which I think is super exciting to be able to really reach consumers when you understand what it is that they're consuming and what type of you know mindset they are in when they're consuming that type of content. So, so that was the second thing. And then third was that they had attention technology. And so they had acquired this company, we've acquired this company uh, called Playground XYZ that is really highly predictive of brand and performance outcomes. And so it helps give advertisers you know, insight into their ad spend and think about that as, you know, proxy for, for various outcomes. It's super interesting. I think that there is a lot of evolution to happen in that space as well. And so that was intriguing to me. And then the final thing was really a lot of, again, what the company was built on was really innovative, rich media creative solutions. And um, finding ways to, I've been thinking about this a lot, but ways to interact with consumers without disrupting their experience, right? So like, we've all seen really crappy ad experiences, but how can we engage with the consumer in a way that drives results for the advertiser, but is a more engaging experience for the consumer, and so that was something else that attracted me to the company. And all of those things on their own are really interesting. But then when you take all of those and you put those together and you think about how powerful that combination can be to understand, you know, the, the one thing that Gum has been focused on is understanding the mindset of the consumer. And so using all those solutions to do that is really exciting to me. 
And then finally, that has been primarily used for GumGum's own platform. And I just think about the application beyond and that we're just starting to do right now. But I think there is so much opportunity ahead, uh, which is really exciting. You know, you, you, you mentioned a few really hot topics that everybody's been, you know, talking about over the last few years, right? Or over the, over the last year or so. AI obviously is a extremely fast growing improvement to ad tech, whether it's AI in creative screening or, or categorizing, whether it's AI in optimization for campaigns, AI in reporting. It's incredible for marketers, but something we don't hear much about, and, and I feel like it, it went through the industry pretty quickly and then kind of dissipated was the importance of a attention, which I think is amazing to hear you speak about it because I feel like everyone was speaking about it a couple of months ago and it feels like it faded out, but it is extremely important for the industry. And the biggest one for me is we haven't really disrupted the TV industry yet. You know, the TV experience is still pretty standard. It's still the same watch content, serve an ad, exit. There might be some unique creative solutions in the market, maybe a pause screen with a QR code, which I'm a huge fan of, and I've said that before. But being able to come up with a combination of both, you know, the the contextual piece, the attention metrics, and rich media and have something really unique to marketers is, is really the trifecta. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that all changes and, and how you roll out the products in the coming few months. Like I said, I'm really excited. And uh, I feel like it's a bit of a, you know, I think about my past experience at the different phenomenal companies I've worked with in the past, and then what I've learned at those different companies. And it all is relevant here. And so that was something else that was really exciting was to come and take all those kind of tools and people that I'd learned from and things that I learned along the way and then be able to apply it, you know, with this company to help them through their next phase of growth was really exciting. Incredible. It sounds like uh, there's a lot to happen in the next few months at GumGum. I'm super excited to watch it happen. I will watch closely. I usually do. I will follow along and, and, and I'm looking forward to celebrating all the success that you bring to GumGum. I guess the next one is, you know, we, we have a lot of people who are entering the industry, people who are early in their careers. I mean, what kind of advice do you have for aspiring ad tech enthusiasts, as I call them? You know, resources, networking, events, uh, what you feel could really help them get their foot in the door or even grow in their careers? So the first is one that I've talked about just for my own journey, but is I encourage you to find really good people to work with. You know, you spend so much time at work. And uh, it should be with folks that you enjoy and that you can learn from and that energize you. So I, that would be first, first and foremost. I'd also say to look for something that you can do that is at the intersection of what you do really well and what the company needs. Because in my experience, that is where you find your flow. That's where you find your ease. You know, it's like when you hit, I'm not a tennis player, but every once in a while when I play with my kids, you know, I'll hit a ball and it's in the middle of the racket. It feels really good. That's what it is like, you know, to, to work in a situation where it's the combination of those two things, I think. And so it's fun and it's effortless and you're adding a ton of value and the company that you're working for is getting a ton of value out of it. So 
I would encourage folks to do that. And then my third would be for later on in your career, but all of these folks that are starting out early are going to be progressing along their career path. So eventually they will be managers and be able to influence others' careers going forward. And I would say when you have that chance to have the seat at the table, to make sure that you're making space for others. And so whether that is you know speaking up on their behalf because they can't actually be in that room and at that table or making space for them to have their voice heard while they are there, I think that that is really important. And I think of that as, um, you know, sponsorship, which is the difference between sponsorship and mentorship. And I've had both in my career and both have been just added so much value and have helped me kind of achieve what I've been able to achieve. But the sponsorship side is really focused on promoting people's growth and advocating for others and providing them access to opportunities. And so usually that is when you're in kind of more of a position of power where you can make decisions on behalf of others and help open doors for them. And then, you know, mentorship, which is also very important, but it's really about sharing that knowledge and providing, you know, guidance along the way and everything. And so just for all of you to remember, as you are continuing to climb your careers, making sure you're making space for others so they can have access to those opportunities as well, I think is really important. I love that. You you touched up on so many things. I mean, I think the good people part is, I've heard that from so many people. Terry mentions it on the first one, work with good people and good companies, but good people is really a core. Um, you mentioned surrounding yourself with mentors. Lauren mentioned that and called it her board of directors, and she's literally called it her board of directors. It's her friends, people that she can lean on and talk to and ask questions about her career. But I think the biggest part for me is is really finding that advocate, that person who's going to help you grow in your career and and put you maybe in the spotlight, highlight your success, highlight your career milestones, which will help you grow. And then you pass that along to the next person. So I love all that advice. And I hope we all can find a place that we not only find a passion for what we do really, really well, but also align it with what the company really needs. And being able to find that intersection is challenging at times, but I think it is definitely a great goal to have. Yeah. Amazing. I agree. You've been a great guest. I mean, that's it. It's 30 minutes. It's very fast. Uh, It goes by very quickly. I really appreciate you being here. And Kayla, I know you're you're listening somewhere. Thank you uh, for setting this up with Michelle. And a huge thank you to everyone on LinkedIn and, and X for reaching out and helping me get Michelle on this podcast. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. It was really nice to get to chat with you. Same here. And thank you so much, Michelle. And, and good luck to you at Gum Gum and, and looking forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the AdTech Godpod a podcast for the people about the people that make ad tech great. Stay connected with me for more insights, trends, and interviews in the realm of ad tech. Don't miss out on our latest updates. So follow me on X, Instagram, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Don't forget, ATG Slack community has insights, networking opportunities, and jobs. Keep the conversation going and stay at the forefront of ad tech innovation.